Welcome back to a brand new episode of Around the Geek, episode 115, with your uno, host Terrell. Uno, five, and Eric. It's uno, uno, cuatro. Or... Hey, I just said Spanglish, my nigga. <laughs> uno, uno, cuatro. Five. Uh, today is another special episode, because... We're finally getting around to talking about the awesome experience we had at Otakon uh, 2017. Um, and that's what we're going to be talking about. We're pretty much going to be going through all three days of our experience there. What's new, uh, you know, what can be approved on and so forth. Um, but first, you know, before we before we get to that, uh, Eric has some announcements that he wants to make. <clears throat> Yes, I I bring sad news for some. to all ATG. Well, I, I guess. Good <laughs> news for me, I'm assuming. Bad news for everybody else. The um, I, I regret to inform you that um, Warren, the OG, triple OG of Around the Geek, has given himself a promotion to work behind the scenes. He betrayed us and went to Nerdpocalypse. That's what happened. <laughs> but um it's it's been so for those of you that uh that uh haven't heard from Warren in a while he's been uh busy you know having a having a job that's been slowly eating away at his life force and it's um i know i'm not happy about this because i'm gonna miss this sweet Sweet Barry Manilow voice. It's gonna, it's gonna be a cold day. Are you crying? And a long night. No. <laughs> yeah. Not crying. My, uh, podcast Viking funeral. <laughs> but for those of you that uh miss Saturday morning cartoons, Warren has delightfully said he will. Start doing Saturday morning streams instead. You can watch him play his favorite games like Final Fantasy 14 with uh, Yakuza Zero and um, maybe an occasional For Honor with your boy Eric because Terrell don't want to get it, so he can't hop in our squad. Uh, we will post the link and the news segment. Uh, so we're going to make a new little news post announcing the same thing uh, with the link to the Twitch stream, which is you know twitch.com www.twitch.tv slash ATG podcast. Again, that's www.twitch.twitch.tv slash ATG podcast. Again, we're gonna post this later for your viewing convenience. And that brings our news, our update segment to an end. And then we hop into Washington Plate with uh, Terrell and his. Basic list. Ooh, call me basic with my UGG boots. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, So you know, this is pretty much uh, as of as of now. um, Had a chance to play um, exactly ten minutes of Mario plus rabbits. Um, I don't want your opinion of it. You don't want my opinion. You only played ten minutes. Tell me when you get to an hour. Ten minutes is not enough hey, time for hey, video. You can hey, 
Wait, you, you, you're, you're right. Watch the opening credits. You, you're right. You're right. I got I got at least ten minutes, ten minutes in, but I could tell you so far, um, it's exactly what you thought it was. Freaking XCOM, Mario. See that's see that's why that's why I was sent, trying to get listeners. I'm sorry. I was trying to get Terrell to omit this, but he told me earlier. He's like, I got ten minutes in. I'm like that's not enough. That's not enough time to judge anything. A demo lasts at least an hour. Where's your ten minutes to get you an opening credit? You watch the <laughs> opening movie. You pathetic. It looks like Escom. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's pretty good so far. I'm gonna probably play some more once we're done with this. Uh, but I've, I've definitely been enjoying it. Um, so far um i kind of read the back of the case and it said four levels i'm like man i really hope these are some, some long levels like they break them down because i'd be really upset <laughs> but i know they was they said they were going to be doing a um a season pass for the game for like 20 dollars or something i think um because that's the um future of video games and season passes and uh finally finished luke cage Ooh, it's only been like two years uh finally finished luke cage um, that show is good, and then it goes down towards the end. If that makes sense, like, like it just really, <laughs> it just really goes off the I rails. Know, it really goes off the rails. Spoiler alert! Spoilers after Cottonmouth dies, and it's just like they really get into like the super powered ridiculousness. That that show was because first it was like, all right, we're dealing with um, this guy who just happened to have superpowers trying to start fresh and start a new life and having to deal with like this drug dealer, this this gangster type character. And then it goes from him having to deal with uh, uh, Diamondback, a.k.a. Willis, uh, (laughs) who also is is trying to do everything in his power to kill this guy and and just set him up and you know everything so i I was with it i didn't i didn't i i think my biggest issue is i had a problem with um mariah taking the lead of the show i feel like she wasn't that strong to me um i don't know you guys might have other opinions i feel like her character really wasn't that strong as compared to cornell um but nobody's character that strong compared to cornell they fleshed out cornell so well and you really got it, like even as a bad as as a villain, as a villain of like the half of the season, they drew, they fleshed him out so well that you could relate to him and his struggle, and they just took it all away. So it kind of like ruined it for me because yeah, I agree. Diamondback was just like, I don't, I don't, I didn't care. I could care less about him. Mariah, I agree, wasn't strong enough to carry the show the rest of the way. I mean, I I, I I get it. Shades didn't really help. Shades wasn't like really. Shades was like he was there. But Shades, he wasn't Shades there. had his moment on the roof. Shades had his moment on the roof, and that was I feel like that was it. <laughs> like, uh, but you know, Diamondback. You know, I, I see the motivation. He's like, oh, I hate you, man, because you know my father didn't love me. <laughs> so because he because his father cheated. Yeah, he was. The, and, and, and he was a love child of that cheating. Yeah, and everybody genius. knew about it, but nobody cared. You know what I mean? Like, he was the, you know, Luke Cage or whatever his real name was. Uh, was the character that wasn't supposed to happen. So, you know, inadvertently, Diamondback created Luke Cage. You know, by setting him up and sending him to jail and then getting him, you know, 
he just happened to go through that whole experience that gave him his powers. So uh, I thought it was real. I thought it was uh, was BS that they just happened to manufacture bullets that could actually hurt him. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Luke Cage, everybody. I need now. Now I need to move on to uh, Iron Fist. Um, I I can't even talk about Final Fantasy twelve. I literally just picked it up the other day and watched the opening credits. So yeah, <laughs> yes, as, this guy. As a replacement for Final Fantasy XII, I'm going to talk about the Naruto Ninja Storm collection that I picked up, um, which is all the Naruto game, Ninja Storm games. Not all of them, because they don't put generations. They don't put like the in between ones in there. Um, There's only a generation. Like the generations was the only other one they didn't do. Was it? Yeah, it was. You know, Ultimate Ninja Storm, Ultimate Ninja Storm Two, Ultimate Ninja Storm Generations, or something like that. Then three and four, or some or whatever. Yeah, so they pretty much got everything up to um, Ultimate Ninja Storm Four, and they give you the road to Baruto stuff. Um, but they and then but to go back, they also didn't have trophies enabled for the first game. So now you got trophies and stuff that you can do for uh, for that one. It's it's pretty good. It looks good. I mean, if you're a fan of the Naruto series, I say pick it up. Um, if you don't have everything already, it's only like seventy bucks. Um, what was it? Seventy nine dollars. I didn't pay seventy nine dollars. Um, I picked it up. It's pretty good so far. Um, nice little game to take over. I have people to play when you're ready. Um, and like I said, I, I'm still going through the first one. So like I said, definitely pick it up if you get a chance. Uh, been grinding through the Naruto Shippuden series because I promised myself I was going to finish that. I'm like three seventy out of five hundred episodes. So I think I'm going to get there someday. And also been watching um, feverishly Parks and Recreation. I've been meaning to watch that. Like, I see it on Hulu all the time, and I'm getting more curious uh, every time I look at it. The show is so good. I can't stop watching it. Like, I, I've, like I'll watch, like, five episodes and then wind up, like, the last couple of nights I've been oversleeping because I've been up all night watching Parks and Rec, man. And yeah. it's it's a great cast, like great cast. It's it's really um, the guy that plays Star Lord is in the show. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Can't think of his name. Uh, Aubrey Plaza. Um, the blonde. For some reason, I can't think of her real name. Jeez, uh, you can't. Oh man, I am really losing it. But uh, having a serious. You you ever seen the show X Cop? Serious. Wait for it. Serious case of brain fart. Yeah, it's I, my my brain is gone. Um, but you've you've seen the show X Cop on Fox? No, never Amy seen it. Polar. Amy Polar, thank you, God. Um, Nick Hofferman, who's in the show, Offerman or Hofferman, I can't think of the name. He's funny as hell. Um, Aziz Ansari, the guy that Warren hates with a passion, which I think the guy's hilarious. Aziz, Aziz is hilarious, man. I, I can't wait till he gets his uh, his third season of his show. It's freaking hilarious. Um, and that's it for me. That's all I got. That's all I got. That's all I did. All right, now time for my uh, laundry list. So for starters, peoples, yes, for starters, <clears throat> I unlike Terrell finished watching the Defenders. Haven't even started it. I'm like I said, unlike Terrell, I can't go into too much detail because you know 
Terrell. So this is all I'm going to say on it. I'm going to keep it shallow like Terrell's heart. <clears throat> what, no snazzy comeback, Terrell? I set you up. No, no, I didn't have one. <laughs> uh, he just accepted his fate. So, uh, <laughs> so like I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the defenders. I did not feel like any one character had more screen time than the other. I feel like it was pretty. It was on equal footing the whole time. I, how do I put this? Hmm. You haven't seen Iron Fist yet either, so this poses a problem. No, I so I, so Terrell's is really ruining my. Uh, it's way to, it's so hard because everybody's making it, it like a a really big deterrent to watch the show. But you have to watch it. You have to suffer through it. You gotta suffer through it. You have to because I'll be honest with you, <clears throat> Danny Rand. The the way they made Danny Rand is the only reason that show is not great. Mm. The way they wrote Danny Rand, it was the problem. Everything else was fine. Um, my little brother was talking talk to me about it, and um, I can't remember his uh, Wade. And Wade was like the actor who portrayed Wade was one of the best actors in the show. So like, I really like his. Really like that. Like every it was it, outside of Danny, it was really it wasn't wasn't, wasn't that bad of a show. It wasn't bad that bad. Danny just brings it down because of his con- consistent whining. Um, <clears throat> but I did like in the defenders. I did like the tone shifts. So I can tell I can tell Terrell about this because he, either a he's gonna forget it or he's gonna be one looking for it. But on top, but C, which is all the above, is blatantly obvious. Um, each character has a tone. So Daredevil is gener- is red, of course. Jessica Jones has his uh, noir feel. Danny Rand has this like Asian greenish thing, and Luke Cage is, you know, Harlem yellow. So every time they do a character, sh- a-, a scene change, you notice that the tone changes with the changes as well. And the one that stood out to me the most is I was watching, is when I was watching, like, I want to say episode two, and did a, then did a tone change from. I want to say Luke Cage to Jessica, or vi- it was it was Luke Cage to Jessica. And they, they were using one of the spinning doors, and they literally just shifted the, the tone that way. And I was like, it's it's sometimes and it's really cool, but you can always tell which character is about to come up because of that. <laughs> but um, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the Defenders. I, it's only eight episodes long. It's kind of disappointing because it's only eight episodes long, but it's really good. The episodes aren't long either, so it's like, oh, maybe it's longer because it has long shorter episodes. No. They still don't break an hour, really. It's still it, about 40, 45 minutes. Like 50 minutes to an hour average. So, yeah, it's, it's a little disappointing, but it's very good. It's definitely a must-watch. Definitely a must-watch. Um, they they've already started filming and stuff for next year, so you're going to get pretty much all the shows again next year. And they're also going to add a bonus. The Punisher is coming out sometime in the next couple months. Couple of months. Yep. Yeah. They said fall, unofficially, but officially. They said 2017, and you only got fall or winter, which is probably going to be fall. So I'm thinking around October, maybe November, but we'll see. Then moving on from that, I did watch uh, Marlon Wayans' movie, Netflix original movie, Naked. It looked terrible. It wasn't terrible. 
I liked it. It just, it, I didn't. There was there was no moment where my gut was hurting. Now, <laughs> that's the only downside. I didn't have a gut. I didn't have a gut. A, a, a guttural laugh. I had chuckles. I had a ha, but nothing like. Nothing where I like open my mouth by like five centimeters to just really bellow out. I feel like that's been the last couple of his movies. Possible. I don't know the um. Their paranormal activities. Uh, his paranormal activity movie was actually pretty funny. I can't think of the name of it now. Meet the Black. No, that was the other one. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about though. Yeah, those are actually funny. He was like, I don't give a f- Keisha. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but that was funny. Um, <laughs> that movie, it's like, it, I'm not, I wouldn't, it's like, if you got some time in your hands, go ahead and watch it. Um, if you don't, it's not gonna hurt you not to watch it. Like, nah, nah, yeah, we'll put it like, we'll give it four nahs today because you know, that's how I felt. <laughs> when I finished watching the movie, I didn't. I didn't really feel like. I didn't feel like I wasted my time. Also, didn't feel like I really got anything out of it. It was like, okay, I watched the movie. Next up, um, I have been replaying Horizon Zero Dawn. For those that have been listening to me for the last couple of years, I don't. I don't even know if I say this very often, but I am not one to replay games very often. Oh, we know. How would you know? You say it a lot. You say it almost every episode. Oh, well, <laughs> I am not one to replay games very often. I am a one-and-done kind of guy. So for me to platinum a game take, is, is a big achievement in itself. That means I thoroughly enjoyed the game. And I am replaying this game again for no particular reason. Well, I already have the platinum. All they really did was add the um, ultra-hard difficulty and... Something else. They they added two new achievements, and I was like, "Sure, I'll play it again." Because the girlfriend wanted to watch it, watch me play the game. And I was like, "Shoot, I don't need much of an excuse to continue playing this game." It's definitely something I've been wanting to slip myself back into, but stuff keep popping up. So, mm, I I I can replay. I replaying that game. And I'm and it's still just as it's just as fun the second time, if not more so, because the enemies aren't as easy to beat this time around. I have to, it requires me to use a little bit more skill. So I'm starting to like use items, weapons that I don't normally use very often. Um, use certain techniques a little bit more. Use certain techniques more often than I, than I used to. I, I think the last time I went to a raided camp, I somehow drew an entire party outside of the camp and circle around it. And I had already went inside from the. I already already went inside from the other side because I was like, I'm trying to kill these people. So I go around. So I, I like I'm beating them up from the, from these bushes outside of the camp, and I'm like, all right, well I can't see them anymore. I'm gonna go around and try and sneak my way in. So I go in, sneak in, start picking them off one by one, and I happened to get to the part where I was trying to pick people off from the outside, but inside I look out, and lo and behold, I see like a I see like a party of six out there looking for me. I look out. I was like, "Oh, let me use this uh, blast ball and catch like six and catch all six of them." I was I was so proud of that unforeseen moment that I did not plan. It was wonderful. You see uh, them. You see them doing a sequel off of that. 
It, I do, but that also depends on how this DLC, what, what they explain during this DLC. Okay. Because of how the game is set up, there can possibly be a sequel, but that's only if there are unanswered, unanswered questions. Or they just, or they, or because if you answer all the questions in the DLC, then there's no point in making a sequel because you've explained everything already. Because the way the story works, they have, there has to be an unanswered question, and then you have to send her to explore another area that's who knows where from Mother's heart. So, like that, that, that's the only way I can see you making a proper sequel out of this. Because it's because it, it, it's one of those stories like how people were okay with the Last of Us ending, but they made a part two. But you're curious how part two is, considering, considering part one kind of closed itself off at the end. It didn't really leave you with unanswered questions. <laughs> but moving on from that, um, been playing Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy a little bit. Christ, that game! <laughs> I was playing. I was, here's the thing: I'm sitting here playing. I played the first one, the first Crash Bandicoot. Never played it before. Game was hard as crap. Played the second one. A little bit easier. I'm like, all right, you know, I remember this. You know, some of it's still hard. I got to the third one and I'm like, I don't remember like, why is the third one so easy? And the levels just seem significantly shorter. I'm pretty sure they did that on purpose but it was just real eye-opening. Like, I don't feel like I'm spending like eight, nine, ten minutes on a level. I'm spending like five at most. Yeah, the first one is a struggle to get through. Like, Mm -hmm. It's it's like real precise jumping, certain things that I'm missing. Like it's it's hard. The second one the second one and third when they add like the slide mechanic and stuff like that to kind of traverse a little bit faster. Um Yeah, man, the first one sucks. <laughs> yeah. First one sucks, man. But that that was that. I'm, and I'm and I'm I, only reason I realized that is because I was playing it and it seemed like within like five hours or two, two, three hours. I already had like the third world unlocked, and I'm just halfway through. It. I'm, just, I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, why is this so easy all of a sudden? I was just so it was it, was, it caught me so off guard because I feel like I haven't spent much time doing it. Spent much time doing a lot of stuff. It was just burned through it. Um, but I still, uh, but like Crash Bandicoot three has my has my favorite theme song. It's my favorite version of that theme song, and also my um. I, I like the music they played during the uh, chance, the chance stage, the secrets, the chance stages. So, you know, it, it, the graphics look amazing, of course. So it's, it's definitely not a bore to play through it at all. I was just disappointed at how uh, it just didn't dawn on me how easy it was. Moving on from that, you know, um, saw Annabelle creation. Why you do that to yourself? Because I don't have a little girl and I don't have dolls. <laughs> Ironically enough, I could I saw that I saw it like ten o'clock in the like ten eleven o'clock in the morning, so it didn't mess me up that night. And it was a very good movie. Oh snap! I've seen none of them. <laughs> um, of course, the y'all. Of course, y'all. They always throw in that um that uh because they tell they tell you James Wan is trying to create this world. So they always throw in references to make to keep kind of like going back in time to explain something. 
So now they they have another unanswered question that they purposely need that they haven't explained yet. So that's the next one on the list, or just the none. But um, yeah, I was thinking. My, I'm watching this movie. I'm just like, come on, little white girls, get out that room, little white girl. <laughs> Why are you in that room, little white girl? She can't hear you. <laughs> Like little white girl, why are you doing it to yourself? Like y'all crazy. And then this is one moment where something happened. You just then there are two little white girls, and one little white girl is just like, you know what? I'm gonna get out of here, and she leaves. A little white girl is just like, I'm gonna stay for a while. And I'm thinking to myself, little white girl, you crazy, aren't you? Sure enough, you ain't gonna catch me in that house. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It was, <laughs> yo. I I could not, would not, should not. No, no. I feel, I think the funniest part was when the nun realized everything. Something something was going on, and she's like, "We need to go." Yesterday, I was like, "Thank you, thank oh, wait, you." It, it, take, it took him probably like to the end of the movie for them to say that. I I I, I, I <laughs> refute uh, refute or deny anything. So. It was, but it was it was definitely a good movie. It it does fill in certain gaps that leads up to certain other certain other things that they explain later. But um, it was definitely well thought out. It was planned. It wasn't you 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 can understand why they did what they did without being like, why would you keep doing it? It's just like, but it's a movie at the end of the day. Wouldn't let that happen to me, though. <laughs> I'm moving on from that. Game of Thrones. Entire season. Watched. Favorite part. The Blue Eyes White Dragon. Oh, yeah. Now, for those of you wondering why I say the Blue Eyes White Dragon. Rick and Morty. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you why there's a Blue Eyes White Dragon. Just know there's a motherfucking Blue Eyes White Dragon. And it was in the memes to follow because that show was that this season disappointing because it was so short. You knew it was coming though. I mean, we get longer episodes though. They were like, we got like ninety minute episodes. <laughs> yeah, last episode was a movie. Yeah, it was, but it was like every like it, outside of the first episode, which kind of recapped everything. It was a very good season. Oh yeah, excellent. I mean, it was it was some stupid stuff that they was doing that they weren't doing the first couple seasons. Like as far as like the pacing and like people popping from one side of Westeros to the other, um, but other than that, it, yeah. <laughs> apparently they got apparently they unlocked time. They unlocked fast travel. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Like the one dude ran all the way back from wherever they were to the wall in like five minutes. <laughs> it took him a couple of hours at least. Yeah, probably, probably. Just- but I'm like. You run it in a snowstorm, dude? Nah. <laughs> hey, man, you stop in a snowstorm, you dying. But that wasn't the problem. But anyway, we can't talk about that because some people don't like to watch it. Some people wait for everything to be over, so I can't go too far into detail with Game of Thrones. Very good as usual. Of course, as I, as with anything, once you run out, the sort that once they do, and one thing I have noticed is once they run after one, say season. Four, 
when they officially caught up with the books and they kind of deviated, you could see the political aspect of the show decline. It wasn't as witty as it used to be. It wasn't as like cunning. They're no longer really aiming for the the iron up until this much. Yeah, they were up until up until see up until this latest season. They were you could, but you could see you could see it deteriorate. The quality of it was had deteriorated because they ran out of source material, which was really detailed. So, like to me, like the quality of the of the backstabbing, the political aspect of the show decreased over time. That's true. Once they once they uh, left the source book and started trying to do things on their own. They, they do a good job. They trying to they trying to get this over with. <laughs> they don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they did a bad job. I just think the right that the that part, which is kind of what drew me into the show more than anything else, was how it's like political backstabbing. And I don't even like politics, but I probably should watch House of Cards, speaking of which, and all that stuff. And it's just kind of like it dropped off. And it was it to me it was really noticeable. Almost definitely. But again. But again, very good. It's still a very good show. I'm still like week after week after week. I'm sitting there being in front of a TV. I can't miss Game of Thrones. Can't miss Game of Thrones. Can't miss Game of Thrones. That because it's still, it's still good. They did they did a good job. Rick and Morty started back up. Enjoy it very much. So very good. Very good. Um, like we posted last week, we uh, talked to. I didn't um. Talk to Brian. About it, about his uh, involvement and make in the uh, making of the third episode, third or fourth episode. His third episode, is the Vindicators. But, yeah, the Vindicators three. Speaking of which, where was one and two? But, but besides that, um, <laughs> we missed it. But, I know, but we talked to Brian about you know the production, what he does with that. Make sure you listen to that. Very good, very good episode in my opinion. That is not up here yet. But it'll be up. It'll be up by the time you hear this, anyway. So, oh, that's a cute picture. I didn't even look at this. Tells you how much I go to the website. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really, I really enjoy watching Rick and Morty. It's, uh, it, it's. I, I would say it's too early, but it's not. It's already going to be a cult classic. Oh yeah, most definitely. It already just is. because. <laughs> yeah, just off of two seasons. Off of one season. Off of. Yeah, all for one season. Dan Harmon knows how to write a show, write a really good show. Him and Justin. He, him, yep. They know how. They really know how to write good shows. This one is just, it's, to me, it's really amazing when you can write a show, and within that first season, you have, you already have so many people watching your show, waiting for the next season. You're, you 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 make catchphrases and quotable moments all within the first season before the first season is even over people are already expecting more and it's and you only get you give them so you give them like 13 10 episodes and those episodes are so deep and well thought out the world they created is so vast and and surprisingly detailed and New, like you, you don't feel like you're always watching the same episode. There's, you're never watching the same episode twice. With any of the episodes out, like each each episode is, it has a different feel to it. Unless you have the part ones and part twos, of course. But um, 
I mean, even the creatures they use are always they they almost they always seem different. Like, and that's amazing to me. I always feel like you know, it, like people don't really have much of an imagination, but with this show, you can see the imagination. You can see how each world is different from the last world you went to. The video down from the video games to um, human and not human anatomy. Oh, anatomy, anatomy one. park, anatomy park, and the pirates of the pancreas. <laughs> like just this. Like the, I don't know what goes to these two, what, what goes to these two people, Dan and uh, Justin's heads, but it's whatever they, but keep doing it. It's great. I very, very much enjoy it. And last and not least, because I know I'm taking up some time, because I have like a bullet point of eight on here. Is Silicon, <laughs> I finally started watching season three of Silicon Valley because I hadn't had HBO for a year. How are you living and your so life, sir? How are you living your life? You, you find a. <laughs> Chaos theory, man. Life finds a way. And so I start finally start watching season three of Silicon Valley, and it makes certain shows give me certain characters and shows give me anxiety. Certain moments in shows give me a feel of anxiety. I know what you that mean. That show gives me anxiety sometimes, like so much. And it's the and it's and it's just how they and how um. Mike Judge writes the main character. Uh, he's just so I know you, awkward. I know it's, you just Mike Judge, the creator of King of Hill. Did you yeah. did you hear that they might try to bring that back? I'm okay with bringing back King of the Hill. I like King of the Hill. <laughs> the part I don't like is how I can't watch King of the Hill. Is it on Hulu? No. Oh. No. No. And no. It's not on it's not on any social it's not you can't stream it. If you have to buy the DVDs, it's, I mean it's off topic. But like if they if they did bring if they did bring that back, I would I don't want to see it go back to where it was. I would like to see it progress. Um, like the characters get older. Maybe yeah. I'd be okay with they kind of picked up right where they left off. Okay. Because I, I because I just I like because they did have character progression. People got older. It was just a little slow, but you know there was character progression here and there. I but I did enjoy it. I, I I didn't understand it when I was younger, and as I got older, I started to understand the uh, dry humor in the show. <laughs> and I've been really like wanting to just kind of sit back and watch it, and kind of like over time just pick up on certain things that I didn't know the show did. But I can't because of this. Like I like I've watched Arch. I watched seasons one through six of Archer. Four, five, six times. So I picked up so much stuff from rewatching the show that I've always missed. And I can't do that. I've been to do that with King of the Hill. Like I'm doing that with Bob's Burgers now, and I'm starting to pick up stuff here. But yeah, Bob, let's sit back Bob's to Burgers. Like, they took that off, and that was another show that I was. Um, that's on Hulu. Now. And yeah, it's on Hulu, like the whole thing. Yeah, exclusively on Hulu. Oh, that's oh, that makes sense because Fox they got like a deal with Fox or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just I watch it all on Hulu now, which is fine for me. I can watch like seven episodes before they be like, "Are you still there?" <laughs> but yeah, back to Silicon Valley. It's just, eh. That show gives me so much anxiety, so much. Uh, and I, I have to like, uh, I keep watching it just cause, just cause. And I think I, Gilfoyle and the Nesh, make that show hilarious for me. I got that's another show that I gotta definitely catch up, catch back up on. I started watching like the first two seasons, and oh, then I was. Terrell is always behind. <laughs> Not just, all the time. Take it from behind. 
Ugh. Oh, <laughs> was that that was you? Yeah, that bring my that brings my entire uh, his chapter to a in. close. We we gonna cut this guy's list down to three. Uh, <laughs> so back to what did we were saying with um, Otakon twenty seventeen. Um, as you know, Otakon has been moved from Baltimore, Maryland, where it's been the last ten plus years, now to uh, Washington D.C. Good old DC. Um, this is the first time that we've gone to. Well, it's not the first time we've gone to a con out of state, but first order con that we've gone to out of state. Uh, first con for me that I've stayed at a hotel for. Uh, this is the first con that I've stayed for. This is the first order con that I stayed in a hotel for. Um, and you know we got a great hotel. Just happened to be at the hotel. Um, I think it was the Marriott. That was connected to yep. the convention center, so that made it really easy to traverse uh, while we were there. Um, it was pretty, really, really awesome. Uh, they had like an underground railroad to connect it to the convention center. <laughs> that part was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, had the you know, of course, we had the 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 honor of getting. Uh, press passes again for another year. Really appreciate that. Uh, shout out to the press staff for for giving us the opportunity to do that again. Um, the attendance this year, uh, I think Eric, you had the numbers right. I thought you put it on there. Uh, I pulled it up and then did not. It's like twenty four thousand. Uh, crap! Just had it right there too. Yeah, that was my fault, fans and listeners. I pulled it up and then did not post it like I said I would. All right, we we come back to it. We come back to it. We just drop it in the middle of the conversation. Um, so, yeah, we got down there Thursday. 24,894. I repeat, 24,894. This is actually a drop from last year, which is not surprising. Not surprising, considering they just moved to D.C., for the first year you had a, and when your fan base is from Baltimore that would cause a problem because people from Baltimore don't normally like to travel anywhere <laughs> I don't know how true that is but <laughs> <It's a different laughs> fact. Um, so yeah we get to DC you know get down there Thursday night not really too much to do but to check in the hotel um, pretty much everybody in their mother you know Thursday night is waiting to make sure they get the all clear on the rooms. Um, we get down there, really too, not too much to do Thursday, look around, walk around. Uh, you know, this is the first time I've caught the, the train or the Mark train to DC, so that was pretty cool. Um, that man, was. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, the ticket, to the, a round trip ticket on the Mark train costs, for me, $16. It's not bad. It isn't, especially when it's when it takes you all the way to the to Penn Station in DC, and then you could just hop on the metro from there and go anywhere you want within DC, mm-hmm. and it's just overall cheaper. Like going, like driving from here where we live at all the way to DC takes fifty minutes, plus you gotta find parking, and it's all and all overall it's it's just inconvenient yeah a DC. lot of the times 
DC, your parking sucks, man. Sucks. You gotta know where to go. Yeah. In all honesty, if you don't know where to go, parking in DC. Blows what was up. it like? Uh, it was gonna be like seventy five dollars a night for the ridiculous. for the parking or something like that. Absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. <clears throat> but uh, really wasn't. So we got it. We got in the Friday, Friday, Friday. You know, after we didn't took our times going through the guidebook and figuring out what we wanted to do. Finally, finally get an answer to that and still cannot figure out what the heck we're going to do. Of course, you know, like you try to do one thing and you lose track of time. Needless to say, we wound up going to the AMV contest on Friday. Uh, was really, really good. Really, really good. I definitely enjoyed it. Um, we We'll announce who won that AMV contest at the end at the end of this once we go through that. Um actually you know what the first thing we did um was um the press we were able to go through a tour of the deals room um before anybody got in there. Um it was like an abandoned warehouse. <laughs> um we definitely we got some pictures um, kind of like the peace and quiet that we got while we were down there. Um, would you say the deals room was smaller or was bigger or pretty much about the same size, Eric? Are you serious? It was, like, it was bigger. I don't know. I just, I, I just through perspective because we've been seeing the same thing for like five plus years. Dog, I, let's put it like this. The dealer's room in Baltimore you would run out. You barely had any seats to do anything. Here's the thing that here's the thing for me. The dealers room in DC had enough room for all the dealers, and then you had an entire section with just tables, ladders, and chairs. TLC. So you can, sit, so you can DDT some fools. Hey, yo, get you could get deep on it. Bubble Ray Dudley to go get get the table on somebody. Get like, the table. Space. There was space. Let me. I I actually I talked to one of the dealers from um. Uh, I honestly I can't remember his name. I didn't get his car like an idiot. But I talked to one of the dealers. I got a, I got a couple of figures from and asked him about his about like what he felt about this to move to, to DC this year. He like it was. He said the best part about it was there's so much more space. Um, and even when we went down there Sunday after, you know, but you do have it on there, but like, cause I didn't go, I didn't go back in there until Sunday, but even then, it, even then, even though a lot of people always go in there Sunday to get some last minute stuff, you didn't feel like you were running into somebody. It didn't feel overcrowded. It was none of that. Like you could still easily maneuver through everybody. Yeah, it was plenty of space, like a lot of space. <laughs> and then now, you, you know, the hallways were nice and clear, wasn't bumping shoulders or nothing. I, I definitely, so, I definitely did the deals room. Definitely, definitely bigger. And I definitely lied and broke my rule. I said I wasn't going to spend no money. And I spent $10 Friday. I spent $10 on one manga on Friday. Okay, it's Friday. Let's go back to Friday. <laughs> And then he'll tell you he spent more money. Eh, I wouldn't say it was that much. Um, we got. I the, spent like one hundred and fifty. You said, "Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. That's probably the uh, average." No, nah, I no, nah, I spent like let's see, 
I got two figures for myself, which is like seventy five, and some banners, which are about seventy dollars. I don't even the banners aren't even for me, so I didn't make, I don't use those. But yeah, it, it was it was. I felt like I got a good deal. I got a Gohan Super Saiyan two Gohan figure that looks pretty rad, and a Conan Edagawa figure. I was a little disappointed because I really wanted to get a my her my hero academia figure but nobody had any yeah that's a, that's a hot item right now dude it even still nobody like we, even when we went down there friday before everybody else there was none there i was looking since friday because i'd have picked one up like they didn't have nobody had any had any there um i was maybe hoping i could find some Horizon Zero Dawn posters and or figures because I really enjoy that game and I would have gotten something. But again, to no avail, nobody had anything. So I was butthurt. Yeah, man, it sucks. You got to you gotta keep your eyes open on like Amazon and like the um, that website, the Japanese websites. Not a Japanese website, but like the, the sites from... Uh, that's why I was collecting cards. I always collect a lot of cards to see if... Uh, uh, what would need to be pre-ordered because I was looking for the um, the Joker f- statue from Persona and I didn't see that at all. That was kind of like what I was aiming for the entire time. I didn't see it at all. Oh, speaking of, that was the other one. There were no Persona 5 figures either. Nope. I mean, they they still haven't really finished them. They've only had like one or two out. Oh, actually one. If they, I don't even think that's come out yet. It was one one on on and on, whatever her name is, and, uh, and the Joker statue. But they really haven't started uh, releasing them. I don't really see them uh, dropping those until next year, and they're gonna be pricey. They're probably gonna be like anywhere from like fifty plus. <laughs> Excuse me. In time, self. In time, not really a pressing matter, but I do look forward to when they do become available. Yeah, and of course, you know they're releasing like a floodgate of Persona Five stuff, twenty eighteen. So if they are releasing, if they are gonna be releasing um, more figures and stuff like that. I think it's gonna it's gonna be a big thing when like the anime and everything drops. Yep, that makes sense. Um, we they got a chance to check out the new uh, video game room, um, which was you know pretty much I would say about the same size, if not a little bit bigger. Um, had a lot of content in there, a lot of content. We talking like a lot of arcade. Um, Nintendo had a big showcase in there with like you know of course Smash Brothers. Um, a lot of Switch stuff. I'm surprised they were able to have Switches to display. Um, just had the controllers just sitting out. <laughs> um, got a chance to get throw some hands and arms. Uh, Street Fighter Five. I got my ass whipped. Uh, dude ran two perfects on me. Uh, didn't think I would be admitting that, but it happened. Uh, <laughs> mm. A lot of the Japanese table games were there. Uh, one was the, the table flip game, which is really ridiculous. They had a they had a um, mobile suit Gundam game where you were like in battle pods and they you were able to pilot a mobile suit. It's pretty cool. It was real early two thousands, but it was it was really cool. Like graphically, it was it was it was like uh, this could be better. <laughs> <laughs> this could have been a lot better. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a lot of stuff, of course, you know. And they had like board games ready to go for people to play, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was it was a lot of stuff that was available. But the video, but what, what was your opinion on the video game room for like the five minutes you were there? I enjoyed the video game room. I was only went in there once. So I played a couple of the games, got my butt beaten, brawl. Um, saw a couple of games that I wanted to play, but other people were just on them. I probably should have spent a little bit more time in there, but I was kind of just taking it all in. It was a lot. And of it was just, it, yeah, and it was, but it like it was spacious, but. It has always been spacious, but this was spacious. But like I said, like even like even when I was in Baltimore, the the game room always seemed to have a lot of space. Yeah, it just, like with everything here, it's just it just grew. It's so it's even bigger. It's so hard. Uh, it's so hard because you want to do so much and you don't really want to. Like I want to spend time in the video game room, but not too much time. Did I miss something? Mm, yeah, we missed a lot. Yeah. Because we had an apartment, we had a uh, hotel room. Yeah, that was that was great. <laughs> um, and so we had the opportunity to check out the the um, concerts they had all weekend. Um, we were able to check out on Friday, courtesy of um, the press. We were able to get um, tickets for Jam Project and, and TM Revolution. Um, yes. I, couldn't understand a word of either they were one. Japanese. They were speaking Japanese. Ninety percent of the songs, I was like, I don't know this, because <laughs> Jam, Jam Project didn't play any of like, like they played. They might have played like one anime thing, which was a uh, One Punch Man. But other than that, you're sitting there like, yeah, I don't know any of this. They did, um, but they did an excellent show. The show was freaking excellent. Like I would definitely, I would definitely, um, if that concert was outside of Otakon, I would, I would pay to go see that um, somewhere else. That was really, really good. I just wish they would play more songs than I do. Um, but like I said, the, it was a lot of people in there. They were selling twenty dollar glow sticks. I was not going to partake in those twenty dollar glow sticks. <laughs> nope. And it was like, I'll, it was a good chunk of people that was buying those glow sticks. Um. <laughs> What did you What did you think about the performances? Um, how do I put this? Jam Project. Outside of the one song, which is about which is um, One Punch Man. It was. It, I could, first of all, let, let me say this. They, what we they had us they had us like in the second row of seats all the way in the back. Yeah, and without any sound cushioners it was just like it, all you heard was just the music constantly bouncing off the walls it was it was a lot better um the second time barely yeah. but like me terrell and warren where like it, it didn't really help that the seats were horrible they didn't like plan properly for the music or it didn't seem like they did because it just kept Bouncing off, it bounced off the walls, and the further back you got, the worse it got. So that that would definitely ruin some of the experience because you're just kind of like, I already don't understand what's going on, but I'm also having a hard time hearing what you're trying to sing. 
which is not but it's which is not helping uh which is not helping me at all so you know jam project finally got off the stage and i was like all right cool whatever and then uh tm revolution came on i i knew a little bit i, I knew maybe one of his songs but it was so long ago i don't really remember but what caught my attention was his personality on stage he, he was a a great on stage performer in my opinion and out of the four that we went to i would put him at number one as far as like as an entertainer because he's because he was engaged he, he was constantly engaged with the audience but i think the funniest part in the part that still to do for me is for some reason everybody started chanting usa yeah he's just like nah tmr T, he actually got the crowd to chant TMR. I was like, all right, yeah, you win that category because everybody just wanted him to take a shirt off. I think that's what was going on there. Oh yeah, and he progressively got his, his take that <laughs> shirt off. He just somehow lost his shirt and he was like, "Oops, I dropped my shirt." <laughs> like, nah, this guy old his chest up. He clearly was planning that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, like as, as far as as far as TMR goes, like I I thoroughly enjoyed his performance even without knowing any of the songs that he did so i was really happy about that one it was a good show but i was happy it was but i was i was much more in, i was and then they, and then jam project and tmr came out to sing a song from gundam together and of course which one of gundam was, like, was it i don't know one of the older ones so i was just kind of like okay i was i was more happy when it was over because i, I just i didn't know any of the songs in the first two groups so it, it, it didn't warrant enough for me, but there are free tickets. Uh, I definitely, quit, you know. Oh yeah, put, I would, uh, nobody, nobody was complaining. <laughs> but yeah, that was that, and that was Friday. Yeah, Friday, Friday, Friday was a long day. <laughs> it was. Uh, so Saturday, of course, you know we uh, wake up. Get breakfast. Didn't talk about breakfast on Friday, but we managed to find the spot. Of course, they were closed on Saturday after we found something that we liked. <laughs> um, yes, slam day. Had to settle for McDonald's. Yeah, I'm luckily my my stomach held up that whole time. I wasn't hurting at all. I didn't use the bathroom until like I got back, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> got some breakfast. Um, had to go see our boys, the One Piece podcast. They were doing the 20 years anniversary of one piece and they managed to do a excellent job of condensing that down to an hour panel. Um, the panel, the panel was really good. Kept you entertained. Um, they gave out prizes, which what everybody likes to see. <laughs> Please bring out more prizes. Um, uh, I have a complaint about the one piece panel right now. Oh, good. They, um, I don't like the fact that they disrespect the four kids opening. Like, I don't care what you think. That four kids opening is what got me to watch One Piece. Oh my god, man! What you talk about? You know the words for that song too. Yeah, dreaming exactly. <laughs> and y'all can't act like that song at the time. That song was not good, corny, but it was good. You, I mean, unless you were like some of them who were like twenty when this when that came out. The rest of us were still in early teenage years. That's so true. For me, so but I, for I didn't really, I didn't watch One Piece when it came when it was on 4K. It's like I did, I, I did because Sanji, I watched it sparingly. 
Sanji had that Brooklyn accent, which I felt actually worked for his character more than the, more than could what. You, uh, could you see yourself did. going back to watch that now? Yes. I don't know, man, because that show that show is so heavily doctored. Like, well, again, it was mostly because when they introduced Sanji, he had a Brooklyn accent, and I actually felt like that fit his character better than whatever they did now. Because he doesn't have the Brooklyn accent anymore. <laughs> Everybody, need, every character needs a Brooklyn accent. Like you True. have to have it. And Sanji's character was a perfect fit, but they wanted to take it away that, and change it, just no, like they did. Notice with that theme song stands out, but the rest of the series is just thrown in the trash. Like One Piece is one of the best, one of the best series out here, and you know, a good dub or a good, you know, the way they. The way they present it will make a break a, a series. They presented it on Four Kids TV. That, I, which means it came on Saturday mornings for children. Of course, the main the demographic is going to be what children. So you know, for like two not by the time Toonami got it, it like it, it came on a, it, it it just. It just didn't translate because it was made for kids, and then you just make it in a. Then you just kind of flip it, turn it, and send it on its way, and you're just like, "Wait, what? Like, this is not a kids show." Like, no, show is so far from a kids show. It's it's still pretty good. Yeah, I haven't watched the anime in forever, but yeah, I'm still watching it. That's it's it's pretty good. Anyway, the they did a 20, 20 years of One Piece um, in an hour. Um, they did a fabulous job of giving out prizes, uh, which I did not win anything, but I'm not mad. <laughs> so he uh, says now. Um, they, to be they, fair, me and Warren swore up and down they called his number, and I am almost certain the One Piece podcast got lied to him. It's it's all good. I mean, by the time nice. by, by the time they were calling down our numbers, it wasn't really too much left. Um, but it was pretty good. Um, they showed like a couple commercials that were freaking hilarious. Mm. Um, and yeah, then they- yeah, and then like once we once we got through once we got through the panel, um, we had a big meetup at the park. Um, had a big meetup at the park, and we that's where they decided to divvy up the rest of the prizes. Mm-hmm. Um, had an excellent time. Got pictures of all that. They will be posted. Uh, let's say One Piece Podcast. Check them out. OnePiecePodcast.com. It's my phone being loud. Uh, <laughs> and then what do we do? Uh, man, Saturday is like a blur. I think we had an interview like directly after that. We had an interview. We had interviews like directly after that. And then just kind of um, just kind of just walking around, just trying to see what was what. Um, I think you, if I'm not mistaken, you and Warren had went and did something. I wasn't around. After the, after the, after the, no, Warren went back to the room after we finished the, I think you were in the dealer's room. Oh, no, I tried to go to the dealer's room. I didn't realize, I keep forgetting they close at six on Saturdays. So by the time I got there after the concert, people were leaving. So I went up going to Artist Alley instead. Hmm. And, and artist, awesome. and artist alley was 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 crazy good. Like they had a lot of stuff that I want. Problem 
problem is with Artist Alley, it's it's like it's like having multiple charities that you all want to donate to, but you only got money for one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like all those kids need to eat, but you only got money for one charity. Um, I think later that night we, me and Eric were just trying to like find panels to go to. Um, after enduring, after enduring, uh, the long ridiculous wait for Domino's Pizza, uh, <laughs> in in the in the pouring rain that happened in a car accident that we witnessed that weekend. Um, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, we they had like a late night dance contest, which we I think we both got videos of. Yep, I put mine on uh, Snapchat there. Oh, I didn't even see it. Um, that was pretty cool. Uh, went to this Persona panel that I thought was going to be good, and it was boring. Man, it was boring. I'm not not nothing against them, but it was a boring panel for it to be twelve o'clock at night, bro. Don't do that no more. What panel was this? This was the Persona panel, understanding demons oh and where God. they come from. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and I was Charles going to sleep. I was gone, and can, I'm sitting here like I feel like this goes against my alignment because it's just like demons, demons, demons. I'm just like, wow, this is somewhat informative. I feel like I shouldn't be here, though. It was to me, it was kind of interesting to learn some of the origin stories of certain um, creatures. But yeah, it, kind of it was. It was. It was cool, but like I said, it, it wasn't for me. It definitely wasn't for me. <laughs> um, dang, I jumped all the way to the end of the night. Forgot that we had concerts on Saturday, too, that we went to. Uh, because Otakon this year, they decided that they're not just going to let you go in. You got to pay for those tickets. And they were $30. Plus, you had to get a, you had to get a pass. Um, I feel like they should have let, let people, um, if you just wanted to go to the concert to check it out. They should have just let that open instead of you having to get a pass for Otakon and check the concert out. Worth it to me. Worth it in my opinion. Yeah. Really give them extra money. But um, Saturday's concert was, to me, far better than the first. Than, uh, Friday's. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, um, and here's why I say this, and I'm going to let Terrell finish. <clears throat> but. No, go ahead. <laughs> but um, in my opinion, uh, Yosai Tekoku. That Her was group. awesome. That was awesome. Her, her group was, even though I didn't understand her music, what she was saying half the time, I sat and I do kind of literally mean half because she actually did say some stuff in English that I really understood. Um, She's probably like one of the she, the metal, ones like, next to Flo that really that that was um, d- uh, bilingual. Yeah. Um. Like, like just li- like listening to her, her, her band is really is metal, and to me like a rock and metal type. So even though I couldn't understand, I'm just by my head going with it. I'm like, yeah, so I'm feeling the music. I don't really know what you're saying, but I'm liking how I'm liking the direction I'm feeling right now. And then they, then she played the um. Excuse me. Yeah, man, this ten hour days are killing me. <laughs> but um, she played the her. She played the theme song to. The feature diary, which ironically enough, Terrell told me to watch it like the week of Otakon, and you destroyed it. Oh yeah, I didn't finish. I didn't finish this a little bit later because I completely forgot about it, and I was like, "Oh, I need to finish this." 
So I, so they played theme song to that, which is actually really good. To, it's really opinion. good. You seen the music video for that? I think so. <clears throat> yes, I only once though. I need to watch it again. But um, they really enjoyed really enjoyed her her concert. But that's not why I was there. I was there, and I don't know if Terrell was there for that, but I'm pretty sure he was. Was to see Flo. I didn't even know who she was until until that day. So I just really knew I, I knew I enjoyed that song. I didn't realize that she was the one that sung the theme song for uh, Mira Nikki or Future Diaries. <clears throat> oh wow! But um, ooh, goodness. Here we go again with the yawning. So rude. so rude. I know, right? It's like eight forty. I'm getting tired. I'm having like consistent ten hour days lately. Stop drinking. I wish I wouldn't <laughs> be as tired. But um, man, let me uh, let me give you my backstory with Flo. I started listening to Flo back when I was like fourteen when uh, Eureka, Eureka Seven came out. I watched the first episode. Um, just not even going into detail about that. Is that worth my time watching the rest of? I would think so okay because i did i enjoyed all of it the one that that like the one that kind of took forever for me was um erica 7 ao astro ocean mm-hmm. because i i was watching that show more to see how everybody how uh renton thurston looked as an adult rather than for the, what the show was so the show kind of dragged on too long for me for that for that particular reason just to see just to see what happens at the end, and then just kind of be like, "Oh, like I waste." It's like uh, I was, I was more upset that I just watched it for that instead of what it was. But I watched uh, Eureka Seven, thoroughly enjoyed it. Flow. Um, I was like, I was like fourteen, doing the most impressionable part of my life, and their song "Days" was the first song I ever heard from them, and it just gravitated towards me ever since. And to me, they're like my second favorite band from Japan that I've listened to, and. How do I categorize that? By them time, by the amount of time I spent trying to look for their music, I have done that probably a total of three, four times. I've at the time when I was doing this heavily, I actually had most of Flo's albums. Oh, you actually of, you actually bond the albums? No, ew, I tormented <laughs> them. You know oh man, you know how expensive that was back in like two thousand eight. Oh yeah, I can imagine. You yeah, were yeah, in I, college. I, I torrented those albums, which was not easy to do. Uh Pezmoku, which was like a big band with a, a big band group, that took a while to do because oh, they were not easy to find. Homemade Kazuku was all over the place, so that was easy. I think it was like the main three hour no, and the other one at the time was Orange Range, which they actually did the original opening the opening to Bleach. Before Bleach went off the rails, yeah, <laughs> it actually made me kind of upset too, because um, after like they kind of, like, they started off kind of rocky and they just kind of went somewhere else with their later albums. I'm just like, oh, you guys aren't as good as I thought you were. I was, I was disappointed, but I think my favorite one from Bleach is always D Techno Life. Which they kind of did too. They I don't know what group that was, but they I got other out their albums. They just kind of like went somewhere else. I'm just like, ooh. But um, Flo definitely had me there. They also did 
the theme song to a lot of different animes over the years. But let me their concert had me. I was on my feet. I felt I felt really weird because I'm twenty seven and I'm like I was stuck between this mix of oh my gosh, I'm on a fanboy and I'm too old to be fanboying. What do I do? Do I pump my fist or what? I don't I don't I don't know. I, I felt like it's such an awkward spot in my life at that mo- during that moment. It it was a good concert, man. The energy in the room was really good. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I really I really enjoyed my time. I I, I wish they would have played more songs. I'm mad as hell that I missed. I knew they was gonna play the Cole Gio song when I left out the room. <laughs> I mean, they played the songs I wanted to hear. They they did uh, the theme song to um. Tales of Basiria. They did the ending song to Tales of Zestiria, The Cross, which is the anime version of Zestiria and some of Basiria. They did the um, the famous Fighting Dreamers song from we Naruto. We are fighting dreamers. <laughs> and that was like everybody was hype. Everybody was hype. And let me put it like this. They, then they, they were just like uh, introducing some of the um, the people, the people in their group. We also realized that two things: Flo was in fact in our um, hotel. Yes, and we were actually, and I realized this afterwards. We actually were in the elevator with the bassist. Wait, we were. Yeah, we were. <laughs> I know I was, for a fact. I know I was. But, yeah, um, pretty much everybody was around everybody that weekend. Mm-hmm. But it was like it was like they they introduced they introduced the drummer. The drummer went off. They introduced the basses. The basses got group got funky on the stage. I had to resist my urge to uh, G style all over the place. <laughs> G style. And then they, and then they did the guitarist. Oh my gosh, I don't know what the heck he was doing, but that mess was hilarious. He had on a mask and doing some rant, some crazy. Yeah, I don't stuff. know he was what having... I don't know what that was about. I don't know what was going on there. I don't know, but dude looked like he was having so much fun, and I had no right to take that away from him. It was just so weird. I was like, "All right, this is hilarious." It's a good show, and but like that, yeah, very much. I I wish I could see that again because it was it was it was it was a very it was. It was just the energy, the energy. I felt like on top of everything else, Saturday and Sunday had a lot more people in the room. Yes. And you could, uh, and then as Terrell said, it felt like the floor was going to crack beneath our feet because everybody was. Jumping. Yeah, I was moving. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, I hope this floor is reinforced. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it was great. Like Flo had Flo was running around the stage. They was just having so much fun. You can feel the energy from the stage into the audience and vice versa and, and then um to warren's dismay as after i told him they played um they brought the lead singer from lead singer from jam project out and played the uh original theme song the dragon ball z the japanese version that everybody knows somehow which is actually a really good question really you were there I'm trying to think. Was that before or after I left? 
The only one you missed was colors. Oh yeah, I was. I'm so I'm sorry. I'm just so mad about it. <laughs> I got. He was like, ah. So I knew that was gonna be the. I knew that was gonna be the last damn song. Ugh. I, like I said, I definitely. I wish we could have recorded. I wish we could have recorded it or took pictures of something, but unfortunately, that was a no go. Yeah, and didn't stop other people from doing it though. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it like official so people that was doing it though? No. I'm sitting here watching other people pull out their phones and do it. Well, that sucks. Heck, the guy neck like the guy like three seats down from us to our left was doing it. Yeah, I didn't see that at all. He just no, he just, just snitched on that man. I did. I did find it funny because I saw I caught him singing one of the songs from one of the newer shows that they did. And I can't remember what show it was, but then they played. They started playing Days. Which you know, for most of us, that that stuff came out. That song came out over ten years ago. His kid looking, he was in his early teens, his, his late teens or whatever, and he kind of like he was jumping, jumping for joy for that one song. And I can't remember the name actually. Now that I think about it, they sent us a list of the songs that they played. Which now that I think about it, I feel I'm sorry, fans, because I. Really could have just told you the list of songs. So they played uh, "Sign," "Burn," and "Burn" was the um. It was the "Burn" of stepping out with one of the two songs that the the kid next to me was just like super fanboying over. And then they played "Dave," and literally he stopped dancing. He stopped jumping around, and I'm thinking to myself, "This song is too old for you, youngster." <laughs> You have like you don't even know what this is. Let that man live his life. I did, but it was, it was um. Oh it, man, let me tell you, it was great. I it was so much fun. Like I'm, I'm glad I paid money to go to that concert. That was probably the highlight of my Otakon. Concerts were good. Mm-hmm. Like really good, because <laughs> uh, I mean it wasn't like because just because it was a smaller venue, I mean they did they they didn't give us less of a performance. That's what I that's what I really enjoyed. They didn't give us less performance. Not at all. Um. So yeah, that was that was our Saturday. Um, and then Sunday was pretty much like, all right, we're ready to go. <laughs> so it was just like pretty much because we got to check out of the hotel like 12 o'clock time was limited um and then you know we're not we're not driving back home so we can't really just throw our stuff in the car and take our time which would have been nice but i wasn't paying all that money to this for uh, the park my car in a garage all weekend um what do we do do we even eat breakfast Sunday? I don't even think we had anything to eat. Yeah, we did. We went to the burger joint that everybody was saying was bad, but actually wasn't that bad. Oh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Don't trust people. Um, <laughs> uh, we did that. We went through the dealer's room uh, one last time. Um, bought some stuff that, you know, you know, I spent I spent $5. No, he didn't. So I didn't. I did not. Um, went and bought some art from the dealer's room, from the artist alley. Um, mm-hmm. Immediately got frames when I got home and hung everything up. Um, that was it. I right. <laughs> wasn't really nothing going on Sunday. Everybody was ready to go. 
Um, the the cosplay this year was was phenomenal. Got pictures of all that stuff too. Um, but like I said, really nothing went down on uh, on Sunday. What did you say you bought in total? Because you bought some more stuff on Sunday, didn't you? Mm. I probably spent upwards to like $160. I bought two posters. What I like to do with Artist Alley, I like to, first I like to scan the room. So I go through each, I go through each um, artist's um, display of stuff of which I can't seem to think of what the name I'm looking for. The table, and I like to analyze the art for you know, Can I see your I portfolio, like. sir? <laughs> <laughs> so I like to I like to analyze to see what the stuff I like because I have a very particular style of art that I like, and but I always like to scan because you never know what you might find. You're like you may think you want this, and you might find something else that's like, yo, this is good. So I always like to go there and look, and I always like to buy like one, two, like two or three things, two three things of art that really stick out to me in memory after looking over everything. So I went and did that for like 20, 30 minutes. Ended up buying three posters. Yeah. Woo. And I ended up and, and then I found like I ended up getting one poster. And then it took me 20 minutes. For some unknown reason, it took me about 20 minutes to find the stall that I wanted to the, the table that I wanted to go back to to get the other two posters. Place was huge, man. It was, and I felt like I walked around everywhere, and it took me 20 minutes to finally find it again to get these two posters that were pretty dope. And then I had to walk away because at the beginning, there's this really cool poster of um, Makoto from Persona 5, and it took everything in my being not to buy that then and there. Even when I walked in, it still took everything in my being not to buy that poster. I really wanted to. But I just did not have the, the funds to sit there and explain that to myself. It sucks, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I bought um I bought a Fujiko statue. I got a Nico Robin, and for some reason for some reason, I didn't see this until after I got it. She's wearing like a skirt. And you can clearly see like the panties like right under that. <laughs> and I'm just like ah, Japan. Uh, <laughs> um, it was some cool Naruto stuff that I wanted, but they were talking like a hundred or more. Maybe if I come more prepared next time, um, or just order it online like a normal person. Um, but uh, I think I got uh, some My, My Hero Academia, um, Dragon Ball Super Volume One. And three pieces of art. One of them being this big ass Persona Five poster. Or oh, wasn't a poster, it was Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. That's it. Um That was Sunday. That was it. We went home. We had fun. But we're gonna give you those AMV contest winners. And we actually did a interview with two of the um two of the finalists in the um AMV contest. Um, from the romance category, um, I actually didn't post it on the doc thing here, but they did the um, "Your Lie in April" anime by Alex Mentor Zero Zero. 
something to tell you in the song is Roller Coaster by Bleachers. So, so if you're looking for that. Uh, so we're going to give you the winners in each category if you guys are interested in the AMV contest. Um, in the trailers category, uh, number one number one was King Redeem for Dragon Maids. He did the Dragon Tales song with the Miss Kobayashi's. Back up. Back up. We what? can sit here and explain this for like 20 minutes or what we can do is just post this in a new segment so they can look on YouTube and see the videos for themselves. What's on YouTube? Aren't these videos posted on YouTube? Most of them would be after Otakon's. No. Oh, yeah. I don't know because YouTube stay taking that stuff down. Um, but, yeah, we got the... I mean... I, we got we got the winners on there. We got the winners on there. Yeah. Because I feel like it'd be better for the uh, for you guys if you just be able to look, try and read it and look it up rather than um, us just laundry listing what's on so this list. The trailer, the trailer category, drama series, action, romance. Uh, best in show went to Dance Dance by uh, with the Dragon Ball um, various. Um, if you don't know that song, that's that's on there. But we have all the listings on there. You can take a look at that. <clears throat> you guys really like. We could try and explain it to you, which we would do a horrible job. Not gonna lie. Yeah, we we got the we got the, the YouTube handles and everything on there, so you could definitely check that out. Yeah, like these things, like these are stuff you need to watch. Everybody always looks at the, you know the comedy stuff because that's the, what the funniest is. But this one went to what was um dance dance was a uh, that was the, dance. the yeah it was the upbeat cast category, which is a rare moment because normally comedy the comedy stuff wins best in show. But since they but know, that was like a. Since they know who's going to be best in show, they still do a one and two, first and second place for it. Mm-hmm. For the category, even but, um, that. Like, uh, drag, like, let me put it like this. Uh, the, the best in show was like a combination of upbeat dance and comedy at the same time. So it kind it covered both categories, but it was it, by far, it was still one of the best ones because it was, it was well, it was well put together. But um, which one was it? Oh, it's not on here. They didn't put the Zelda one on here, did they? No, it didn't. It didn't win. Um, it didn't win one of the categories. That is a shame. I really, really like the Zelda one. That was in the uh, drama series. Um, that category. was like, in my opinion. In my opinion, that was a very good one because, on top of everything else, they the the, the transitions were, the transitions were so seamless, which had which, in my opinion, had to be one of the hardest things to do. Yeah, it was. I mean, they they took all the the footage from Breath of the Wild and um, some of actual gameplay, and then like um, made a video into it, which was really really good. But yeah, we will post, we'll definitely post these in, in uh, the news for you guys to look up. Um, oh. If I can, I will try and link the link them to the site to the, where they are. So all you gotta do is click it, and it'll take you right there, or have it posted on the website itself, so you can just play the video from our page instead. Yeah, if they allow over to YouTube. If they don't take it down. Links. <laughs> yeah. True. Um. Yeah, so we didn't mention this, but we did two interviews that weekend. One with Michelle Ruff, um, voice actress for various mini characters, um, including Fujiko Mine. Um, she recently just did, jeez, um, what's her name? The teacher from Persona 5. 
Um, Miss Kawakami. Kawakami, yeah. Um, did the interview with her. Uh, we had video, and we will be posting the audio directly after this. Um, we also had an interview with Kyle Abair, who plays the voice of Gohan in Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z. Uh, so we're going to be posting those two interviews. Um, so, like I said, we're also going to have pictures and stuff up uh, directly following uh, after this episode gets posted. So you have something to look at. Um, but Oh, something to listen to, look at. Um, but that pretty much was our Otakon experience. That was our review. Um, um, just about just to, um, well, I do have to say this. Good, because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat this one. Overall, I felt like because they moved, it lost a lot of value right now because it's in like a baby state all over again. Yeah, I wasn't as excited this year. There was um, a. I, there was a lot of um, stuff that was managed that could have been handled a lot better. The panels were lacking a lot, in my opinion, which was actually really annoying. Because they were canceling panels like every five minutes, like before you even got to it. But even before that, I like I was looking at the list, and I'm just like, I don't really want to like the ones I really kind of wanted to go to were like for me, I didn't even. We didn't really do anything till dead near eleven o'clock, and everything was at like the only slightly good panels were at either nine or ten in the morning. Which wouldn't have been a problem, but we had the hotel room, so we just kind of like moseyed about. Yeah, we were missing, we were missing stuff left and right. I was like, oh, I forgot, dang, whatever. (laughs) Like, but even still, they weren't like pan. Like when I was looking, it was like I really want to go to this panel. I was like, "Uh, yeah, I go to this panel, and it's like, oh, I missed it. Eh, Oh well, like, like my my thing is like, oh, I understand the move. And I've talked to a couple of people who've also went, and it was like to every uh, people I talked to, were just kind of like really underwhelmed this year. And like even though I, I said I'm probably not going to go next year because I feel like it needs a couple of years to for people to get used to it, for people in the city to know it's there. Yeah. Um, and some others, and and, then for, and the, to truly generate this crowd because they have so much space that is has. That has just gone unused, and like so, I, the people who've normally were afraid to ask for panels should go ahead and ask for panels now, because they have tons of time and they have tons of space. Yeah, it was. So some, I think it was some panels, man. We went to we went to like one panel. Like we said that we said it about that uh, persona panels trash. Then we went to like the um, the best anime openings and closings, and it was all openings. <laughs> Yes, it was. I was like, so where's the closing one? It, <laughs> I was like, all right, well, that wasn't bad. The um, the one from um, everything's a, everything's a dick. Oh yeah, that was hilarious. From um, yeah, Car- that, our, that one was our, great. Our friend Carrie had a panel that was really really good. Um, and it was about um, sets sets. Oh crap, what is it called? <laughs> Is this one is one anime that just doesn't stop showing up? Satsuna, Katsuna, I can't remember the. Oh, I can't remember. She's gonna kill me. I can't remember it. I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah, so. Let's see drama. What was that? Revolutionary girl Ut- Utena. 
Thank you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. She had a panel on that, and literally everything in that show was about a penis. And <laughs> it's not hidden. It's not subtle. It's about a penis. <laughs> and that was her panel. Uh, the it was, it was part, very funny. It was. The best part of that was, for some reason, this dude was driving his car. And he had his, like, two people back, and he just <laughs> throwing their head back, like, dead in their orgasming. And this dude, mid-drive, hops on, like, gets on the hood of his car and just poses while his car is still driving by itself. And he's just on the hood with two people in the back seat near Daniel orgasming. And he's, he's just posing. I'm just like, show is so weird. I thought it was extreme. Like it was, it was so funny though. It was so funny. Oh yeah. It was funny. Already. But yes. The, oh yeah. But it was that that was a good panel. I enjoyed that one. But overall, it was just like overall to me. I've been I've I've been I'm the least experienced person uh, Otakon goer here. I've only this is like my fourth year going, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, eh. it's like sex. Nothing compares to the first time. <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, no, right. <laughs> it, it was it was just like. That first year goes, it's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. It's like, there's so much to do, so much to see. So what's wrong with taking the back streets? I knew that's where that was going. God damn. <laughs> hey, now. You're an all-star. Get your game on. Go. In, 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 in which realm? So, yeah, that was, like like Eric just said, yeah, don't, I mean... It it was it was lacking, but we still enjoyed our con. We had a good time. The people that were awesome. I met a lot of people. Um, you know, I will hope to get we get an invite again. Um, if we get an invite, I don't think I'm gonna stay down there, but I'll probably pop in. Uh, <laughs> but um, definitely enjoyed it. Um, if anything, you like I say, you know where to find us um, at aroundthegeek.com. We're gonna have all this content that we're posting for you. Um, a lot of a lot of stuff. Now just me and uh, me and E Rock. Well, that's not what he likes to be called, hey. Eric. Um, a lot Rock of stuff cool. coming. <laughs> um, like a Ninja Turtles villain. Ninja Turtles villain. Um, Twitter, mm-hmm. ATG Podcast. Uh, Facebook at uh, Facebook.com slash Around the Geek. Uh, and don't forget to continue to support us by going to Amazon. Oh, I'm sorry, going to AroundTheGeek.com and clicking on our Amazon link and uh, helping us out by... Uh, Spending money without spending money, you know, buy what you're going to buy and help us out with that. We really appreciate that. Um, anything, any last thing you want to say on Otakon? Otakon 2018 is going to be in DC again, uh, August 8th through 10th. So the second weekend, the second weekend in August, the hotel should already be open to lock in those days, which is, this has been like what two weeks out, so they mean, yeah, there's probably either already gone or nearly gone, but you you'll find definitely find cheaper ones that are close by, so don't don't feel um oh, that reminds me had um the whole the Marriott had this little spot where we got our burgers from me one got burgers from your burgers was on point oh you guys were melting over those burgers, but yeah, so I mean oh my we we got it me and Warren got it twice no Warren got it twice. I tried some wings, some pork wings, and that that meat fell off the bone. 
I don't even know how the meat stayed on that bone for that long. It just, it was just bloop. I'm like, what? Meat was falling. I should have got some. Catch it I should have got some. Anyway, I had to try something different. <laughs> we are out. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you.